All right, guys, welcome to the show. Everybody having a great day. Sorry, I had myself on mute because I'm a gooberhead, and uh, now I'm not. So uh, here you go. See, my mic isn't working, and I'm losing my mind. Trying so hard not to feel it, I'm fine. Now I got to do it like forever I try. When you want me in the middle, but I got to fly high. Up in the sky, now you still can't be. Waiting for the night, but you're waiting for me. Now I did what I was doing, and I still can't go. Yeah, it's only right, because you still can't float. And now it's me restyling, making it up. My whole life was something else, and now I'm giving it up. Looking back for the dreams like I'm feeling a strut. Yelling out loud, this is what I really want. Want to be that dude only if I see that dude waiting for the light time. Yelling out loud, still I can't cry. Only if I got the teardrops rolling down my cheek. Looking for the people that can speak. Oh my, so many things happen in this place. Don't know what I am doing if I run away. I did it all like the night was the ever say. And now I knew what I was going to do with it anyway. It's Labor Day and everybody's off. Except for me, well, I wasn't off, but I never never seen all them things that I be when I gotta run like the light couldn't be now I can't do it like I still can't see are you looking for a different kind of podcast how about informative and clean it will make you laugh Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close to Hey guys, welcome to the show. I've been having a great day. Hello, Stuart. How are you doing, man? I'm doing terrific. How are you doing tonight? I, uh, as you know, I've not been having a very good sound situation, so I'm a little perturbed, but I'm awake and I'm here and I'm starting the show. Um, and so here we are. Yes. It's all right. Let's. Uh, oh, you're holding a little something there. Oh, it's a microphone. That's what it is. Yeah. Call the CD. There, yeah, there you go. Okay. Nice. Do I have one around here? No, I don't. I'm not as cool as you. I don't have a CD. I mean, I imagine uh, you've been in radio. I imagine you've had lots of those start times where it's like everything just doesn't go the way you expect, and then you just kind of have to make it. Oh no, there goes my hat. Oh, see, case in point. There you go. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why? There's nothing. I, I, going. I, I can't find any hat to fit over all this hair. Oh, you you always get one of those hats that have a little ponytail hot spot in it and you can like flip it out the only problem is they only focus on those on ladies so mm. you would just end up with a lady's hat um <laughs> which you know if you're all about flowers live that life you know oh, yeah. um but yeah. when you when those you know, beautiful floor i um for the longest i always had my hair longer but i always wore a hat and i think i was doing the show once and the guys were like why aren't you showing off those flowing locks and i'm like yeah i don't know it's not my <laughs> thing um but uh, yeah, man, it's nice to have you, Stuart. Um, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I know that you're a musician, right? Musician, composer, vocalist, recording artist, radio disc jockey, TV show host, artist, and uh, well, world traveler. And I don't even know what else because I do so many things. But yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm with you, but that's amazing. And I can't wait to talk to you about more of those things. But first, yeah. it's headline of the week. And yes, I have a screwdriver just randomly. Uh, so what is your, oh, wait, let me get ready. Let me do all the stuff here. Uh, oh, 
Wrong button. Oh, I already messed everything up. Kaboom. I know. It's still on the air. And uh, luckily for me, I don't need a voice changer. Because I'm already... It is Headlines of the Week! And so, uh, let's see. What is my Headline of the Week? My Headline of the Week is... Steve Carroll, the the lead singer for Smash Mouth, just died at age 56. Liver failure. That's a bummer. Um, This would be... We want the headline to be our Headline of the Week. Something that's happened to us either this week or the last month or the last year or the last... uh, I don't know, two weeks. Mine was, um, uh, um, oh man, I wish I had a good one. I don't know if I have one. Um, I, um, well, let me tell you about my week. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, uh, I went to an open mic night. Um, the first guy who went up, he, he works in a, in a Nirvana grunge 90s cover band called Bliss, and he was doing some solo stuff on acoustic. And he was one of the songs he played was the uh, David Bowie song, Man Has Sold the World, which uh, Nirvana did on, on their acoustic show. But he was playing the wrong chords. So I met with him after his set, and uh, I showed him the right chords to play. And that, that took me straight back to when I was first learning how to play guitar when I was in my teens. And, you know, teaching him how to play a song, I, I didn't feel like the Elderly Statesman. I, I felt like a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> That's So your headline of the week would be uh, uh, older gentleman feels like a kid again yeah, exactly um, yeah hey, we'll say over 40 <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> i know I i'm over 40 so um, let's discuss my age but it's like it, it's just because people are opinionated i mean i still i still jump around like i'm 19 yeah no i i don't because last time i did that i like separated my entire shoulder um, and was like couldn't move my arm for like six months. Um, so I learned my lesson that after 40, I could not do anything I used to do. Um, and uh, that was a, and I got kids and I got all this stuff. So can't be uh, hurting myself. I lost all my summer tour stuff. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to play soccer again. Yeah. That was a bad decision. Um, so yes, man feels like kid again. That's great. And it's so cool when you get to uh, help somebody, but then also do the thing that you did when you were younger. And so exactly. that's, that's fun. Um, mine, what my headline of the week? My, my headline would be week. Um, uh, my mom came to visit me. Oh, that's cool. Um, I wish I had a better headline, but my mom came in this town and hung out with my family. First time to see the new house and all those things. And my son is super excited. Oh, uh, and so that's been cool. Oh, there you go. My other headline is that son takes over a computer. My son has been on a on a Minecraft kick the last three days, and so he's literally had my computer hostage, which is because yeah. I got like I got four songs to finish that needed to be done by today, and nothing is happening. Um, so hopefully after the show, uh, I'll be able to work on it today. But um, yeah, what happens? So, but uh, I'm not going to stress out, but he, he does have like, you know, and then I had to spend like two hours trying to find his city in Minecraft. Somehow it drifted and I had a, it's long story, but I I was literally just hovering around looking for his city uh, because I guess the controller had drift and it just went out to the things. Uh, uh, Lots and lots of fun. Thanks again for Stuart for coming. Um, And uh, we're going to play a game. Uh, Now it's not our normal quiz, but I'll still show the, a graphic it's time for a fun quiz game but Let's do it. Quiz. uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna since since you're a musician and i'm a yeah. musician we're going to um 
we're going to um uh, and in lieu of smash mouth i guess uh we're gonna say we're gonna both create a yeah. uh a, a, t- a, a title for a summer jam and um we're gonna share uh three lines from that summer jam uh the funnier the options wins um you're gonna win no matter what uh and uh uh, there it is. So, uh, do you want me to start, or you don't want to start? Uh, you were gonna you, do. You, you go first. Let's, let's see what it sounds like. All right. So, um, you know, mine's gonna be uh, um, band from TikTok is the name of the song. Okay. And, uh, I'm just gonna. Uh, here it goes. Uh, I used I used power tools, and now I'm banned. I said a bad word, and now I'm banned. Then I looked at a girl, and I'm now I'm banned. I looked at a guy, and now I'm banned. Oh, I guess I guess I'm banned again. Banned on Tic Tac, and I'm feeling win. I can't even say the word right, giving it in. Hey, that's my song, Banned on Tic Tac, man. <laughs> Stupid. I wish it was funnier. <laughs> um, there you go. There's my song. What do you What do you got for me, Stuart? Well, I'm running down the road, really holding my load. I got seven women on my mind. Huh. Once you're trying to snow me, two's trying to hold me. Once you see a friend of mine, take it easy. How's that? That's good. What's the name of your song? Take it easy. Um, is this a is that a, is that a real song? Actually, uh, I, I just did a rap version of an old Eagles tune. <laughs> oh, so that's best. That's even better. So what you've decided is that you're doing a rap cover of Eagles songs, and I love it. And because of that, you win. Good job. Yay! You win this amazing Jaime in a T. Here it, here it comes. Great job. Woo! <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Way cool. Yeah. So great job. Normally we have a fun quiz. Uh, not happening today. Um, everybody else is on vacation for Labor Day because, you know, they actually have things to do with their life. Uh, and I'm just sitting in a room. Not you. You're obviously uh, uh, having a great day. It's just for me. I am uh, at the house chilling. And uh, again, it's been a been an interesting day. But uh, yeah, man, Stuart, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Um, you know, you said you started as is one of the first things you started doing was it music you know compared to all the things that you do was it were you was a young kid it was it music that really drove you i mean as a kid i've always liked music because you know i, I mean i remember as a little kid i liked to walk around singing because I, I just like doing that uh, <laughs> it's funny when i was like in eighth grade or, or first year of high school i think i wanted to be uh like a a wall street executive nice but I was bitten by the music entertainment bug. When I entered college, I, I started as a fine arts major. Uh, I didn't do so well in fine arts, so I switched to media. And I did a lot better. And I mean, I, was, I started as a campus a DJ. Um, started as a newscaster, then the DJ. But while I was a newscaster, uh, that's when I first learned how to play piano. It's, uh, in fact, that was a course I took in college, elementary piano one. Nice. While I'm learning piano, I also decided to learn how to play guitar. So I started piano in September, started guitar in November, and within three weeks, as far as guitar, I was playing in front of people. So wow, I added, that's cool. Yeah. The first song I learned was um, uh, Venus and Mars by Wings. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Of course, there were, the, were the easier songs, like, like Leaving on a Jet Plane. I think it was the John Denver version that I learned. So... 
that's cool it's so fun when you like first find that thing that just really uh makes you run and uh that's amazing uh like is that like when did you start actually pursuing like a music career or working on music and trying to release it like when did you decide to start doing that well while i was learning piano i started writing melodies that's just just very simple stuff uh but June 6, 1982 is when I first entered a recording studio. I think it was in April of that year that I wrote a song. Uh-huh. And it was called Where Have the Flower Children Gone? And, uh, of course, I only had one song. You can't do much with that. Uh, but I finally got to write another song. I was at the campus radio station, and, and this other DJ was playing Johnny Cash as a boy named Sue. And that inspired me to write a song. At first, I was going to call it she left me for a doggone pinball game, but by the time I got home to, to play it on guitar, it turned into I Hate the Video Games. Nice. You know, this is 1982. The video games are all the craze. Yeah. So, so I decided to write an anti-video game song. <laughs> that seems like a wise decision. Like, yeah. I'm just going to destroy the thing that everybody loves right now. It's going to yep. go well for me. And it worked. But now we know you for your number one song, I Hate Video Games. And, uh, you know, your number one video on uh, MTV. And, you know, now oh, we're yeah. here. So it's really great <laughs> to uh, talk to you about that. What hit? <laughs> yeah. So I assume that I Hate Video Games did not do much. Uh, uh, it, it, got, it got played a lot of college radio stations. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, it was the B side. And the A side was Where Have the Flower Children Gone? And uh, on both songs, I'm playing all the instruments. It, uh, I actually started playing drums. So these are my closing days as a drummer and my early days as a pianist guitarist. So I, I played all the instruments. In fact, it's funny, uh, on video games, it's the first time you hear me playing bass. And I put a capo on the guitar to change the, ki- the pitch for that song. And I did the same thing on the bass guitar. And the engineer who recorded me said that he'd never seen anybody put a capo on a bass. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you record in a college studio or did you actually go to a real studio? Real studio. A guy had a, a studio set up in, in an old building oh, and cool. I, I just went in and just did it. Did you did you pay for it yourself or did you have somebody front you or what did you do? No, I, I paid for it all myself. Oh, man. How much at that time? How much was like a studio time per hour? Do you remember? Ooh, 10 or $20 an hour, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's And you're in like a legit studio, right? Yeah, like You're like... With the full boards and everything? Yeah. In fact, uh, the board that he used, uh, it wasn't the board used to record Inagata de Vida, it's, but it's a later board that was used in the studio that was used to record Inagata de Vida. So it, it came out, out of that studio. So it's it was full professional board. In fact, uh, we, we tried something new, or not new, uh, when I went on to record my album the following year of... Uh, a lot of people back then, and I guess maybe even now, they'll plug their guitar into an amplifier and put a microphone in it in sure, front of yeah. it. Um, we didn't do that. I I plugged my I plugged an electric guitar directly into the board, which is what I thought you always do. And uh, it was only later on that I found out that people would uh, get the right sound out of their amplifier. So a lot of people are amazed with my first album, how clean it sounded. It's because I wasn't putting a microphone in front of an amplifier. I just plugged the guitar directly into the board. Yeah. So, Which now that totally makes sense that you yeah. do that. But then it was not a normal thing because now you can throw all kinds of amp plugins 
through your sound and everything. So, but uh, that's interesting. That's cool. Like you're creating things and never realizing it. That's uh, that's sure. amazing. Oh, you know, I forgot uh, to show you some of these great comments that are happening. Um, Olaf Slayer said, I definitely have hair, him, hair envy uh, from Stuart. Well, that's hurtful. Olaf, you know, I have beautiful hair. I don't know what, what you're doing here, but yes, he has beautiful hair. Uh, when, when I was going through the promo pictures for Stuart, I was just like, oh, his hair is all these great places. Except for one, you had like a ponytail. I'm like, why would you ever put the hair in a ponytail? Uh, and, uh, um, I, I do that for like when I'm at business conventions, just because just it's more convenient and oh, makes, makes it more to you. Yeah. And then the other one was, uh, you should hook up with Jack Blatt and duet. Uh, I don't play video games and I hate video games. Um, so there you go. I assume you would not be against a Jack Black duet. Not at all. I, I've, I've duetted with other people. In fact, on my first uh, album, uh, the lady who plays guitar, I let her sing lead on one of the songs, on, on half of one of the songs. And uh, uh, several years later, I, did, I, I recorded another song where this lady guitar player, I let her sing most of the song. Um Roxy Anderson, who is the guitar player for the Catholic Girls, Doreen Holmes, also from the Catholic Girls on drums, Mike Mindless, uh, formerly of the Skulls, was the bass, and I did the rhythm guitar, and we did this in two songs that I, I wrote and recorded uh, back in 88 and 89. Uh -huh. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't release a single, but you know we made the recording, and uh, Mike was kind enough in recent years to put it up on, uh, on, um, on YouTube, the album, the band was called Desert Flies. Okay. It's a type of insect. And the song's called Sing Right Out of My Heart. Oh, wow. That's pretty and, cool to like, how, like, it had been many years since you actually recorded it. And then he just put it up one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, were you like, were you, uh, happy, what, how'd you feel about that right when you saw it? Right. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. because uh, again, they, I assume that they, uh, have a following and so uh you're sure. like oh wow that's crazy yeah um we did two songs that day uh, and it was all videotape so one of these days I'll, I'll edit all the video on that but uh the second song was uh here i am with you and uh it's roxy and i trading vocals back and forth in different lines yeah it, it, that's so cool the way i wrote those song the lines it's almost as if we're having a conversation yeah that, i love <laughs> writing songs where you're talking to somebody Sure. Um, those are like some of my favorites and as a rapper it's always interesting uh, to do that but I, I've always loved that I've always loved musicals so I love the idea of telling a full story with a song and uh, like Hamilton or those kind of things now that actually yeah. do it all the time but yeah. uh, that's always been something I loved is like you're talking to somebody else those are fun to write that's pretty cool Sure. one of these um, days I hope to see Hamilton or Wicked <laughs> oh you've never seen either of them? No, I've got to see. Actually, you know, it's funny. Those I've both seen. <laughs> uh, I've not seen many musicals, but I've seen those both. But I only watched them. I never watched them like in New York. That would be cool. I saw them on tour. Oh, okay. Um, I, so, I, I saw a play in New York called POTUS. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I uh, know. I, I assume it's about president stuff. Is that what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that they had a uh, when when uh, Hamilton was big, there was a guy doing a. Um, like an off-Broadway show that was just a Hamilton parody and uh, just hating on Hamilton, uh, which <laughs> seemed like a fun show. Um, and sure. so that's cool. Uh, that's cool. So you've been doing, how many albums have you released uh, 
uh, since the 80s? Uh, officially, actually, it's only four. Okay. Uh, Self-Made Man, Friends and Strangers, uh, the Hollywood Demos, Piano or Guitar. But I, I've had songs of mine on different compilations over the years. That's awesome. Sure. And uh, uh, from 1983 till maybe 10, 15 years ago, I was running an independent record label. Ah. The only person that I've had that you've ever heard of was Gigi Allen. Okay. Uh, famous punk rocker, sickest, most decadent rocker of all time is how he built himself. Nice. And uh, I released a three-song EP for him back in, I think it was 1990, um, on, on vinyl. And uh, it, it was totally different from anything he, he's ever been or ever done. You know, usually stuff's old, grungy, grindy, uh, hardcore punk rock. But uh, this one, it was just him on acoustic, just singing away, which, which really oh, surprised cool. a lot of people. And some years after that, I think it was in 96, I re-released it on CD, but I added bonus tracks to different things that he did. And I also included three recordings of phone conversations that I had with him while he was in prison. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, it opens up people to him as a person. You know, completely shatters his image, but you get in, into him as, as who he was as a person. That's crazy. That's cool, man. Like... I, I probably I ran an independent label for like two years probably as long as we let it I left the label and let them move on with their stuff. What but, label? Uh, uh, it was it was a Christian rap album a label, um, okay. and so it was uh, it was uh, and we did it like from like two thousand and seven and I forget what they I think they're still existent I don't really know I don't really keep up with it but uh, what was the name of the it, label? Uh, Size of Ink. Sign. You probably never heard of it before. Uh, their main yeah. re record was mine, and then they released uh, a few other ones. And then one of our artists became like a a famous person for running a tech company, and <laughs> so it wasn't even like uh, it wasn't even have anything to do with our records. And we had to take it down because uh, our at the time we were very focused on samples and not uh cover it not um clearing them <laughs> so yeah. so when the guy came he was like yeah we should probably uh oh. take that down and for me it's like you know it's it's one of those things where it's like when you do hip-hop that's kind of how it is and you think about like the beastie boys and their first if you try to do redo their album it would be like crazy amounts of money for royalties sure. um and it's just like but mm -hmm. uh yeah it was a uh, it was fun times but i i can't imagine it holding it for as long as you did um, was there profits there, or was it just kind of a love of uh, music uh, music that kept you going? Hoping to make profit, but never did it. I just <laughs> yeah, I, I just need a label to release release my stuff. Um, I understand. I that's that's exactly what I did, and I released an album, got thirty thousand downloads, like the first album, but yeah. we released it for free, so I never saw any kind of response like i didn't even see the response i just saw that that many people downloaded the album i was like okay money what's that <laughs> yeah so but uh that's my, cool i mean my label's called my label's called mountain records because he's living called, called mountainside huh. and, um, back in the uh, 84 they did the like um do they know it's christmas we are the world and everybody's in this and that so i wrote an anti-christmas song called why wait for christmas and I did the same thing with some of the top known bands in New Jersey. And I released a single called Why Wait for Christmas. 
So, and I took care of all the publicity for that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a college dropout. Sure. And, uh, you know, I had all this knowledge, all this education, but what do I do with this? Yep. So, so I decided to make the project my own and just practice what I learned in college. So I, I did pretty well. Uh, WRTV Channel 9 contacted me. And, you know, I, I, I was profiled on New Jersey Nine's New Jersey People. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a uh, local newspaper contacted me about it and gave information. Some radio station contacted me and I gave them information, just, just talked about it. But, I mean, th- that's that's what I went to college for. I, I learned media. And it would be a shame to let all this knowledge go to waste. So I just, if opportunity doesn't exist, sometimes you have to make your opportunity. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, and this is not a, like, I love that this is not even your, like, whole story. Like, uh, now I do have to ask, how did you get into the whole, um, uh, the whole, um, uh, oh, no, I forget what it's called. The whole Howard Stern stuff. How did that happen? Slavery impersonations. Yeah. My story, I, I'm guessing a lot of people have the same story. You know, like you hang out with friends or you hang out at a party and they see you look like somebody you act, or you can act, imitate them. Hey, you yeah. should hire yourself out for parties and such, you know, stuff like that. And that's sort of how it started out. But at the Phillipsburg Mall uh, back in 98, um, the David Letterman show, instead of stupid pet tricks, they had auditions for stupid human tricks. So I figured, why not? I'll go up and I'll do a routine as Howard Stern. I didn't get to go on Letterman, but somebody from Ricky Lake's program was in the audience. So they contacted me through Letterman's people, and I got to be on Ricky Lake. That was in 1998. Wow, that's cool. And one thing led to another. Um, sometime uh, sometime later in, in 98, I was walking through Times Square. And MTV, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they broadcast live from Times Square. And uh, 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 the, the band um, Terror Squad was doing something. Oh, wow. No, that was in 2004. But at any rate, uh, oh, I, I'm confused. I'm, I'm sorry. You're good. Whatever, it's a fun story. Yeah. Well, that was in 2000. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So I was on Ricky Lake in 98, and I was on Howard Stern in 1998. Oh, that's cool. Where as a Howard Stern uh, That is great. Yeah. Uh, I met some girl at a party. We were introduced by a mutual friend. This is in Hoboken. She had been on the show before with her mom, giving Howard a massage. Uh-huh. And <laughs> sure. so she had the cloud to get me up there because she felt that it really looked like him. Now, here's the thing. A few days before I went on uh, the show, I wrote a new song called Monica Lewinsky. Nice. And I got to be on the show the morning after Bill Clinton admitted to his affair. So there I am in the Howard Stern show the morning after Bill Clinton admits to his affair singing a song I wrote called Monica Lewinsky. That's hilarious. And about his, time being perfect. Oh, yeah. And then his show was debuting at CBS that Saturday night. I was there on a Tuesday morning. His show debuted on a Saturday night. They dubbed it in at the last minute. So I'm on his show, on his radio show Tuesday morning, and I'm on his CBS debut show Saturday night. That's cool. And they kept rerunning the appearance on his E-Network show. I mean... <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you get do you, for a show like that? Do you get money or no? No, no. Don't no. don't get royalties. Um, Even playing the song because you didn't have a song covered, so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, I, think, I think I got it registered through BMI. I'm not sure. Okay. But I imagine you didn't get any play for that. So. 
No, is this a live recording compared to the studio recording? I forget. I forget how that works. It, it, um, I don't know, but I mean, I, I played the song live on the show, and yeah. then I recorded it later on and released it on, on my album uh, called "Friends and Strangers." Oh, it makes sense. That makes a lot more sense now. Why it was you with the Howard Stern uh, guy? So that's it's cool. cool. <laughs> Why well, I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> Everything you've said it three times, and I still can't remember. Howard Stern, celebrity impersonator. Impersonator, there it is. I just can. Uh, my friend makes jokes. He's like, he's like, dude, I would imagine that a rapper would have a better vocabulary than you. And I'm like, I have a good vocabulary, but in the long run, I just forget words all the time. When I'm rapping, I remember them, but especially when I'm freestyling, I remember the words. But sometimes I'll forget how to spell of, dude. It's just how life works. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, I can't defend my situation it's just what it is sure so anyway in 2004 i was walking through times square mtv was doing a, a live uh show and they're picking people randomly off the street the, the crowd that gathers around there and they picked huh? me because uh, a rap group called terror squad which had uh, remy yeah, and Fat Joe. yeah uh they were upstairs and they're showing that they want to show that anybody could learn to do the new dance called lean back yep. lean back. so they brought me up there and, and there i am <laughs> And it's funny, the lady host like, oh, Howard Stern, how you doing? <laughs> so I did pretty good. In fact, it was funny. I, I was, you know. Now, at the time, were you trying to be Howard Stern? No. Just, times or were you just being you walking down the street? Just being me. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you have the glasses on, though? Or no? Um, you were just walking around. See, because I imagine like it made sense if you were like on purpose going down there, knowing that they're doing live showings, you know, sure. in your character, making it happen. But no, you were just having a good day, and next thing you know, I'm you're doing you. the lean back. You're doing the lean back with a uh, fat Joe. That's crazy. Exactly. It's kind of funny because I was just watching a I was yeah. just watching a video about uh, oh, a TV show about TRL and how crazy it was. Sure. And uh, yeah. Uh, the, the girl that I, I worked with, she was in her teens. She was really into Terror Squad. And the next morning, a few minutes before I was supposed to show up at work, she calls up my boss and she says, what is Stuart doing on MTV? And my boss said to her, uh, she later told me, well, you better not be on MTV. He's due here in five minutes. They were, they were rerunning it that morning. Sure. But it, it's ironic because, I mean, I, mean I, I do listen to some rap, but I'm not heavily into it. You know, exactly. it's ironic to me, nothing to do with rapping. There I am with some hotshot rap artist, and, and she was so jealous. Yeah, well, that's one of his biggest songs, too. So, yeah. um, I mean, um, one time I was in a New York City cable TV station, went to be interviewed, and um, I'm not into sports, but uh, in, inside the waiting area, there's they had the TV screen, and they're showing, um, I think it was the New York Yankees, they were playing baseball. So, I, I just watched it for a few minutes, and I was talking about it later that week on my radio show. I started getting people contacting me, asking me about the the, uh, the baseball game. See, what I didn't know was that the game I was watching was blacked out in my area. <laughs> Ironic. I don't know anything about sports, and I get to see a game that everybody else wants to see. It's like That is my life. Nothing but irony. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's fun because that's exactly how my life works. I just I learned a long time ago that if I just show up, there's a high chance something's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just need to show up and do the best I can in my situation. And I might not think I even have an opportunity. I just know what I'm good at. Right. And it's like, um, you know, yeah. Uh, so many times in my life has it happened. I don't I'm now. I never got on Howard Stern Stern or wrote a song that timely. Like that's insanely timely. 
Yes. <laughs> that's a pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. Sure. So, was that your best selling of our albums? That one? Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like now, oh man, if that would have happened, you would have been like, you'd already have like 10 million people on TikTok or whatever uh, platform sure. you're using and you'd be, uh, oh, yeah. you'd be making way more money. Like I laugh now thinking about running a label then compared to now. Cause now it's like, you don't even have to print CDs out anymore. Sure. Like that was always the biggest amount of money that you'd spend. And sure. All that stuff. So I've been on Lisa. I was, you know, I just happened to be, I was in the audience, you know, they were talking about things that were just caught on camera type of stuff. And I had a question. Yes, we had a question here from Howard Stern. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, how could I forget this? In 1998, I was also on um, Regis and Kelly Live. Nice. I on, but I got on there as a Stern impersonator. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that, you know, that was my, my thing. And uh, that, that went over pretty well. So, yeah, so 98 was a big year for me. Ricky Lake, Regis and Kelly Live, Howard Stern. And all that other really cool stuff. Wow, ninety-eight. Uh, uh, no, uh, ninety-eight was not a not a great year for me. Mm. So I think I graduated high school. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that was good. But in general, everything else, my mom was on the verge of death, and uh, I didn't apply for college. She's good now, as you heard the story. She actually came and visited, but they gave her two months to live twice when I was younger, and yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, y'all were way wrong. <laughs> Now she's 65, still moving around. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, man, that's awesome. I, I love that. I love to hear the story where it's like, and I love that you still haven't stopped, that you're still doing your thing. You you you're doing radio still, but you have your own podcast too, right? No, I don't. I, I do a radio oh. show, but I don't have a podcast. A radio show oh, and a no. cable TV show. I, I my engineer's been talking to me about doing a podcast. So easy. <laughs> you're doing it right now so <laughs> yeah but I, I got somebody else running the control <clears throat> yeah that's the best way to do it yeah. <clears throat> sorry i'm dying right now well, <clears throat> yeah. uh, but um i think my biggest thing to me uh I, I work at an npr station they used to have this syndicated radio show called car talk and no, i love uh, that show yeah so I submitted one of my songs to them, and they used it. The song's called "Smoke Puff," the crazy car. Oh, nice! So that yeah, you know, they had little songs between breaks and such. So that they used one of my songs, and you know, I, of course I sent them a thank you note. Uh, I used to be an artist assistant. Uh huh. I mean, I started as a fine arts major in college, and uh, there was this movie called "The Mystery of Picasso." Okay. Where you see him creating his works. One story I heard was that he purposely destroyed the works so that they would only exist in film. So I, I bought a copy of the movie and I project, I used a projector and I projected it on white sheets of paper and I stopped when each um, work was completed and I don't paint. So I recreated the works with colored magic markers and I, uh, I, I had them displayed and, and shown up in different galleries uh, in, in New Jersey, New York and, and Pennsylvania. Uh, I used to work for a fellow as an artist assistant. His name was Carl Sterner. The man was heavily influenced by Picasso. So I, I told him what, it was, what I was doing. He, he was impressed by that. Some, I, I, he made drawings. Um, he would make a drawing. We would put it in an opaque projector, projector, project it on enlargement on the wall, and I would trace the drawing with pencil. We would then take the drawing to a table, and we would finalize it in ink. 
And so some of these works that I've worked with, you can see them in, in private collections and museums and galleries. So like, like I said, I had all this education. I might as well put it to use. And what that's, was, like, it sounds like you had so many cool things happen. Is yeah. what's like your favorite thing? Have you already shared it, or is what's the most favorite thing so far in your life that you're like, I didn't expect that to happen, and this has happened? Oh, um, besides being in the Howard Stern show and Regis and Kelly, um, yeah, I was about to say, I, you might have shared all your good ones. I <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this much. A friend of mine noticed, he said, I turn into a completely different person when I'm on stage. He says, that's when I seem most happy, when I'm on stage playing guitar and singing. Um, it, 2002 was the 250th anniversary of the creation of the Liberty Bell. Okay. As a, as a kid, I, I, I like reading about coins and coin collecting and stuff. Sure. So I designed... A silver medal. Uh, there's this. Um, there's different companies, independent mints that make medals and medallions and such. So I, work, I worked with their designs and I designed a commemorative token, marking the what I call the quarter millennium of the Liberty Bell. I did some research on it. And I printed up a pamphlet, and I sold it through coin collector newspapers. How did I advertise it? I didn't advertise it. I sent out press releases to coin collector newspapers. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, it's not the first time I did something like that. Uh, Ten years after the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster, I designed a commemorative uh, small brass token with a much smaller uh, informative pamphlet. I mean, uh, and that's my homage to my days as a coin collector. I, I still dabble in it once in a while, but I'm not as avid as I used to be. Um, what other things have I done? Do you stay busy like uh, with doing the radio show and doing... The TV show does that keep you busy, or do you still have time to like do your own creative things and do other stuff? I still do my creative stuff. I still write songs once in a while. Uh, in '96, I started publishing a local newspaper in this area called Nickel, and it uh, listed area open mic nights in the area. Nice. And I did that from 1996 to 2006. Uh, uh, but as far as creativity. I knew when I started it, I was going to take away from my musical creativity. And I was right. I did because I didn't write too many yeah. songs between uh, 96 and 06. But uh, it, it was, you know, it, besides open mic night listings, it uh, showed, um, I put in people's drawings, poetry, local news, some humor, you know, just, just, just stuff to make it interesting. And as opposed to maybe just doing like a one sheet listing that I might hand out or something. Sure. That's so, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't music, but it was still me being creative. And I, I did all the paste up myself, which is what yeah. I was in college in, in art class. Yeah, you seem like a, a very a dude that really just likes to be hands-on and take care yeah. of those things, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Well, I said, that's the reason I started this podcast. It was really? like, you know, I have two kids, um, or I had one kid at the time, and I just kind of lost. You know, I wasn't able to do two shows anymore, and I wasn't able to do real much. I wanted to do anymore um not because i didn't want to be creative i just you know i had responsibilities in life to take care of but i was like oh maybe really cool if i can get back into rapping and just doing the thing i've been doing my whole life and sure i just started doing this and though this never really the show never blew up to be anything insane but it's got me a lot of cool opportunities it's got me into children's music it's got me doing other things that i just never thought i was going to be doing and uh it's awesome 
Well, I, I know that back in 99, uh, that's when I first learned how to play the violin. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there I am, like, like what was it, uh, 38 years, 37 years old. I mean, I always wanted to learn how to play the violin since I was a little kid. And, and I'll tell you something. Uh, I, I met this uh, lady, a young lady at, at an open mic night, and she was anxious to learn how to play guitar, so I traded her guitar lessons for violin lessons. That's awesome. Yeah. And... I, I was that I once got to tour with a with a whole string quartet oh. and they actually play it was like a band that played hip hop music but it was a string quartet and a DJ and they would do all that it was it was pretty fun to listen to and like to think about the amount of money and instruments that was in this tour bus with us or in the tour with us was insane yeah. um but anyways yeah yeah but Tyson when I learned how to play the violin Anything I did before that seemed unimportant because that's all I wanted to do as a kid, learn how to play the violin. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you something else I did that uh, uh, made me feel phenomenal. <clears throat> a young lady uh, and her boyfriend across the hall from me from where I live, uh, the, the couple split up and he took uh, he took the car. They only had one car and he took the car with him. And uh, so she didn't have a car. The car I was using at the time was on its last legs and I needed a new car for work. So I bought a newer car and I gave her the old car. That's cool. I mean, as I said on my radio show, now I'm somebody. I gave somebody a car. Now I'm somebody. Yeah. That's cool. I, I don't let all this Howard Stern show or where music, I don't, I don't let that go to my head. I'm, I'm very realistic. Um, my parents told me about the importance of a college career and a, and a decent job. And they are still... Right. You know, this, this entertainment stuff, it, 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 that's an aside. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and they're right. It is. Um, I never finished college. I never got the good job. I never got married. Uh, but at least I'm doing something that makes me happy. Yeah. And that's the important part. It's like, I always laugh that I have opportunities to still do entertainment as my kid throws his arm through the thing. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's like I, you know, for a while there, I was like, oh, I need a real job. I need to do these real things. Yeah. Um, and I did, you know, because we needed to pay bills. We need to do those things. Uh, but then it was like, oh, well, no, you can stay home and do your things. As long as your things make money, we don't really yeah. care. You know, sure. you're making more money doing this than you would if you're working a regular job and being miserable, sure. um, which is cool. Um, I still wish I would have got a like a real job, but I don't regret any of my decisions, right? Like all the life that I lived is pretty awesome. And if I never succeed at anything else again, I had some pretty good stories. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you, you make me happy because it's like your stories didn't stop in the eighties. They just kept going. Like you kept on having cool things happen, even though you've moved to things. And like, that's encouraging. It was like my first, I'm from Austin. Have you heard of uh, Austin city limits? TV show. Yes. Yes. Um, so they have a festival they do every year. And as a kid, I always loved it. I always I always wanted to go. I never could afford to go. And mm -hmm. as an artist, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be a dream if I got to perform at ACL? And now we're going on my fourth year where I was invited to ACL to perform. Now, it's in a kid's section, and I'm yeah. just freestyling for kids. But yeah. it doesn't matter because I still get to wear the artist wristband that says <laughs> I'm an artist. And me and the DJs and all the actual bands – still eat at the same place and hang out in the same place except for you know the superstar bands they got their own little uh, yeah. place but you know i even got my haircut by uh eminem's barber last year you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh 
but it's funny because it's like really now i'm getting to do this thing that i always wanted and you know and now i'm old and but i'm fun and it's it's cool to meet all these cool people um in that situation but it's it's funny how you think that your stuff's gonna stop and then it's like no if you just keep on dreaming new stuff will happen sure i mean i'm glad i did not turn out like the first line in the nirvana in utero album which is uh Teenage angst has paid off well. Now I'm bored and old. No, I'm not bored. <laughs> yeah, you don't seem like the kind of person that would be okay with being bored. <laughs> uh, what what project? Like, is there anything you're doing now that you're really excited about, or like, um, yes, like, or, or spending your promoting and doing that stuff? About a dozen or so years ago, I made a TV pilot, a show called Double or Nothing. Here's the plot: local actor tired of what he sees on television decides to start a comedy variety show on public access TV using celebrity impersonators. Now, I, I made a pilot of it. It was a trilogy, and I've had to play it on different cable stations, both here in the United States and on broadcast TV stations, also here in the USA and overseas. That's cool. Uh, I was getting a buzz for myself. Let me tell you this story. <clears throat> uh, I play people CDs on my show. I, I contacted this one lady. I played her CD. I hadn't contacted her in a while. And we got talking. She worked at a company that owned a bunch of TV stations. Had to ask, do any of them need to fill any airtime? Yes. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think it was in 2010 or 2011, whatever it was, uh, my show was following Jimmy Kimmel four nights a week on an ABC affiliate in Cheyenne, Wyoming for a few weeks. That's funny. <laughs> nice. And I got, I got responses from it. I got feedback. <laughs> I, I said, do you have any other station that, that I can do this? You said, yeah, but you had to pay. Well, here's the thing. You pay money to submit your uh, movies, your films to independent film festivals, which, was, which is what I was doing with this. I actually won an award at one film festival. But after a while, I kept submitting it, but nobody was accepting it for whatever reasons. You know, Maybe it was yeah. the lighting, maybe it was the length, whatever. So if I'm going to spend money on it, why not spend it on results? So I started buying time on TV stations. How do I publicize it? I contacted the news department at each TV station with a press release. Brand new shows being test marketed on your station. Nice. So there you go. That's smart. That's <laughs> cool. Um, well, we are we're, we're going to be in here soon. Um, but uh, I wanted to thank you for being on the show. And we're going to turn it into a wrap. But there, is there anything? This would be your time to plug Anything you want to plug. So is there anything that you'd like to plug? Uh, give me one second. Let me see if I got this all got this together here. Bam. All right. Uh, what do you got for us? Hi, I'm Stuart Brodian. My website is www.brodian.com. B-R-O-D-I-A-N. The project I'm working on right now is a TV show called Double or Nothing. Uh, just contact me at brodian.com. If you'd like to be an investor in the show, we could, you know, I have to pay my actors but we have new scripts written it's all set to go uh it's about a local actor who's, who starts a comedy variety show on public access tv using celebrity impersonators my music is still available for use i've been i used it it's been used in some films so if you're making a film you need some music for a soundtrack i'm available once again brodian.com and i guess i do appear as howard stern at anything from private parties to corporate functions to music videos, to corporate videos, to, oh, whatever you have. So contact me, brodian.com. My name is Stuart Brodian. I'm available for work. 
Thanks very much. That's awesome, Stuart. Um, when was the last? When was your last uh, Howard Stern gig? Uh, about a couple of months ago. It was, oh, it was a cool. event. So, <laughs> yeah, I was doing. I'm I'm doing birthday parties now, but I only like I'm really bad. At, like I need to try harder on promoting them. But yeah. I had one because you know I get the gig from ACL. People are like, oh, I want this thing, and then I get one, and then I'm like, oh, I need to figure out how to like make this possible every single week. Uh, but sure. I never figured that out, and I moved on to something else. But uh, oh, and as far as the Howard Stern stuff, I can do both both adult humor or family friendly, corporate friendly type of stuff. Well, that's cool. That's sure. fun. Mm -hmm. uh, that's cool. So now we're going to turn everything we talked about into a song. Or I'm going to okay. try. Um, right. Unless there's something that you want me to make the song about um, or, or add some words in there. So is there anything that you'd like me to do the song about or anything you'd like me to add words in that we already talked about? Uh, whatever makes you feel comfortable. I'll, I'll just close out with a joke. This nun walks into this bar. The bartender sees her. So, sister, what, do you come here out of habit? Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice yeah no well fun time uh i'll i'll let you choose a beat here um and then we'll see how it goes i don't have my headphones so i don't know how beat on beat i'm gonna be i'm gonna try my hardest and um do your best uh, i'm gonna do my best so let's see i'm gonna give you three options you just pick the one you like go um, ahead here's one all right here's uh two Which one? I'll go with the second one. It sounds sounds like a little uh, easier to rap to. Oh yeah. Well that one is easy. Yeah. I can rap to pretty much anything though. How do you do? My name is Stu. And that's pretty cool. I'm sitting here talking to Stuart. I'm thinking true. He had a great day, great life, all times. Started rapping. I mean, singing in 82. I um, still don't understand why he tries. Only if he can't make it down. He doesn't cry, but he got to be on so many TV shows. He even has his own TV show. He's not pretending like he get it when he get it down. He got the double up and then he got to fill it how. He got it brown only if he got to fill it now. He was on the just and Jelly thinking like L, make Kelly not jelly only if you gotta be with my peanut butter sandwich that I'm eating yes siree and I'm looking like I never really understood what C but now you know the nun is looking at me badly she's like oh it's a habit that I do the things that I do when I gotta be true I'm not pretending only if I get it in time I gotta rap because I gotta fill it in rhyme and if you are watching the show live please just give me a word in the comments and I'll rap it oh my I fly only if I can't try you got it together, but I'm still wondering why. This dude was doing art with little watercolors, in fact. And I was like, ooh, that's amazing. I got it back. And then he wrote a song about Monica Lewinsky back in the day. And then he got to share it on Howard Stern. Hey, that's pretty amazing. Only if you be. But he was Howard Stern as he was singing, which is crazy if you really consider what was going on. And then you had the thing that was breaking until the dawn. And he even had his own record company so he could play, release his own darn CDs. And yes, 
He still got to see D and E B. I got one too, but it's all scratched up, homie. Ha, cause my kids like what is this a frisbee? Only if I can't understand what I just mean. It hits me. Only if I can't go down. He's gonna do a TV show right now. How? Because there's always people with all this time on with all these strikes. I don't even know what we find if we can't define rhymes, and I wonder why I still can't make it down and tears roll down my eye. I try only if I can't cry, go. But now you wanna flip with the light. Oh no, I used to work in goes, not any mojo, cause they don't fit my head, and I'm probably big, bro. But that's okay, only if we can't go down. But it's okay, Stuart's having a great day. How? He even did a rap song and beat me out. I don't understand what I'm doing if I'm turning out. Hey, he's done so many things, it makes me feel happy. Cause I know that you can always dream and be sappy and just do your thing till the day that you go, huh? You'll be 84 and still on TV, bro. And that's what I'm talking about. You feeling it, yeah? Now I gotta rip rhymes and I'm wondering my. Nah, I guess that's my freestyle rap today. Gotta go down with the light anyway. Hey, Ooh. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, man. I said, uh, being an awesome man that's wrote the songs for so long, it's like it's funny because you were saying, like, for me, I'm the same way. Like, when I, when I get on stage, is when I'm the best at things. But honestly, if I had to choose, like, I'm not, I don't enjoy writing all the time uh, or doing all the work to get to the stage. I just want to be on the stage. I think that's probably why I like freestyle, uh, because I can just get on stage, but it does take practice. It's not like I just randomly do that. Like, I have to do that all the time. Sure. Get at it so um but it's cool and it was really nice to hang out and talk to you um, about all those things so sorry again we had some issues with the sound at the beginning but hey we figured it out and yep. uh i'm gonna have to go buy some new headphones for next week's show all right uh, that'll be cool but uh um thank you uh everybody that's uh watching please like and subscribe on youtube uh if you're watching us on twitch come back next week uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, hey, like that thing, put a little heart, tell everybody about it. Um, Feel free to people, share. Uh, yeah, the more people listen, the happier we are. Uh, we're also everywhere that sound of uh, podcasts are. Um, and so uh, just look up flows, the number four, the letter U, and uh, jam us out. You know, we have over 200 episodes, and, uh, you know, any extra downloads is cool to us. And, or you can just go to our website at flowsforyou.com. And uh, if you want to be on the show, we're booked until like October, until November. But hey, you're definitely welcome to get on. Uh, we always have openings last minute or things like that. So please reach out to us. Um, and uh, then if you're looking for a website, make sure you go check out nomadweb.design. And uh, the people that make our ma amazing graphics was uh, my boy at Boss Visual Media. So if you're looking for something, hit me up. I'll tell you where you can get his wonderful help. And uh, I think that's all. Um, Stuart. If you could be a personator of anybody else, what would you be an impersonator of? It wasn't Howard oh, yeah. Stern. I've already done Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Is that what you yes. said? Yep. Nice. What would I be? I mean, everybody was telling me I look like uh, Seth Rowan, uh, Rog uh, Rogan. Seth, Seth Rogan. Rogan. Uh, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, I I loved it when I was young. I got told I look like Tom Cruise, which is definitely not true. But because my nose is a little wonky. Like, sure. that's how it is. but i realized later in life that i was being hit on i just didn't see it at the moment because yeah. uh, sure. i just didn't i just didn't know um but uh thank you again man for being on the show uh we're just drinking a bit here but hey, hey you know he's young and gets to uh as many vacation days as he wants um 
And so, you know, you know how that is. It's like the older I get, the more I'm like, no, just give me a schedule and let me do something every week. And I'm a happy guy. Uh, I don't need to go doing all the stuff. I just need to do the thing I like. Exactly. So, but uh, thanks again, Stuart. Uh, I uh, stay on the line as we close the show. But uh, thank you again, everybody. Brodian.com uh, is where you can comment. <laughs> ooh, yes, please. Please go to his website, check it out. And um, hey, if you need a Howard Stern for anything, he's available. Or if you hey, just no. want to learn, do you, do you, have you wrote just a custom song for somebody before? Mm, no, but I'm willing to give it a try if they want. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like me. I'm like, I'm willing to try whatever. I said, <laughs> when I realized somebody would pay me money to show up at their kid's birthday party, I was like, I, there's no shame in my game. Like, you're going to pay me lots of money to sit here and do the thing that I'll do that I've been doing for, like, the funniest part is the birthday party thing. I've been doing that for free as a volunteer for years. And mm. it's always been a big draw to whatever event I do. I just never thought, oh, yeah, somebody probably want that for something else other than a big, you know, volunteer thing. So, sure. um, but it wasn't until I started doing ACL that I realized, oh, no, this is a thing. So, but uh, all right, guys, I hope you have a great day. Usually Trey's here, but it's close for you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. We'll see you next week. We have an awesome guest. And uh, thank you again, Stuart. You're amazing. You got one, you got one last uh, one last plug right now. What are you going to say? Brodian.com. That's where you can find all the information on me. Oh, did I mention I wrote a couple of books? One's called I'm Not Snoopy or What I Really Think About Society and Why. Check it out. Oh, yeah. We totally didn't even get into the books. Oh, man. <laughs> we, had a good, we had a good conversation. Uh, I'm stalling now because I haven't found the, the outro yet. So, yeah. but all right, guys, peace. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you.